0: Will the market rally continue? Let's jump in and take a look at what is going on this morning. Doing a little pre-market action here today. The Dow is down just a little bit. S&P up half a percent. NASDAQ still up 1% off of the back of the NVIDIA craze. Uh, NVIDIA blasted earnings and put even higher future guidance. But they're warning that more chip curbs will end the U.S. chip maker's ability to compete in China. So NVIDIA is all the rage right now. And let's see where it's at at this point. I think it's up about 6% uh, so far this morning. Let's take a look at NVIDIA here real quick. Uh, yeah, up about 7.5% this morning. It jumped as much as 10% yesterday uh, after earnings were released. Retracted just a little bit. We'll take a look at what is going on in the charts with NVIDIA. You know, uh, passing all-time highs, but reaching that double top uh, where it sits right now. So yeah. Um, You know, other companies earnings a little mixed. You a lot of retail misses and a lot of retail retracting guidance because, uh, you know, some are saying theft is creating a problem. Others are saying the consumer is retrading and contracting. And as we know, uh, as people come off the vacation, back to to school spending, things like that, they're having to spend money going for back to school stuff, for college, for all the different things. So that's going to take away dollars that could be spent in other areas. And then again, this fall, Uh, we're going to have a lot of guidance in terms of what the consumer strength looks like going into Q4, Q3, Q4, uh, because of the bills that are going to come due from summer vacations, back to school expenses, things like that. Uh, the big event that we have coming up tomorrow on Friday, uh, Jerome Powell speaks at Jackson hole. And last year when he spoke at Jackson hole, that was August when the markets, um, you know, sold off down into that October low. So J Powell came out, said that was inflation was way too high. Of course, inflation was, you know, way high. It was, you know, two, three times what it is now, uh, or at least doubled close to 9% back then uh, when he said we had a lot of work to do. There's going to be a lot of pain for businesses and households. And he's been dovish ever since. And the markets largely has, after it rebounded in the October low, kind of largely ranged until recently with the NVIDIA pump and all of the news of inflation subsiding, no recession, things like that. So the consensus is no recession. The consensus is inflation is subsiding. It, yet pretty much everybody watching this knows that inflation is still a problem. Food is still expensive. Uh, goods and services are still expensive. Gasoline is still expensive. The rate of inflation or uh, the rate of prices rising has subsided a little bit, but prices are still high. So even though you know, the inflation rates coming down, which is disinflation, prices are still high and it's putting a lot of pressure on consumers. People are racking up credit, uh, maybe dipping into the savings, but people still have a lot of equity in their houses. House prices haven't adjusted that much from, you know, very distorted all time highs. Um, And uh, people still feel that that they're in the market still feel relatively well off because the markets have rebounded quite a bit from the peak back in Uh, 2021. So this is the Dow right here. Rejected on the 786 was that last line of defense right now wrestling with the 702. If it cannot hold the 702, then uh, you might be looking for new lows. But right now, it's a lower high that we have that all of the indexes have currently put in a lower high based on the recent trends. The Nasdaq has had the most strength beginning with Apple, then Nvidia took off. Uh, But, you know, and and has found support right now on the 702. Came, rejected the 702, and then ultimately bounced up and found support on it uh, on the back of the earnings uh, and guidance in the tech sector. Right now, the S&P kind of wrestling with that 702. Kind of the same thing that was happening back in uh, August before Jerome Powell spoke last time. So that's going to be key. He's been pretty dovish ever since. So we'll see uh, what his tone looks like. Uh, in terms of you know whether he's going to claim some sort of victory or progress on inflation and indicate that they are moving towards their soft landing. The VIX had a little bit of a pop, retracted. Uh, so we could look for a VIX event off of the back of Jerome Powell if he comes out and talks tough. The dollar breaking this little trend here, wrestling with it. We'll see if the dollar can find support on the t- trend and continue up or if it's going to reject and just, again, this, is, this would be a lower high. have your high lower high lower high lower high and lower lows and continue almost a channel kind of heading down the two-year retracting a little bit off of this previous uh almost a double top you had a double top here kind of a triple top there uh generally this this triple top pullback won't be too severe in most cases and and could continue on the 10-year same thing and uh, people are piling into treasuries because uh, of you know recession fears and things like that so that is interesting because markets are still, you know, doing well and pumping a little bit in light of Treasury's pumping. So <clears throat> a little bit of an unusual action there. And we see back here in October when the markets were at their lows, yields were at their highest. Uh, August yields were a lot lower, bounced after Jerome Powell's comments, the flight to safety trade into some yield. Well, U.S. oil kind of retracting a little bit back down to 78 coming off of that $84 range and uh, gold getting a little bit of a bounce here. Uh, We'll have to see where that ends up going. Let's take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin kind of ranging with this trend right here, playing with this trend line, connecting this level of support going back to January of 2021. Of course, the support of the summer of 2021 right in this area here of 2022, working that trend all the way through wrestled with it here, lost it, wrestling again, and ultimately finding rejection on that trend line. Trend lines are interesting. The recent uptrend uh, has broken that trend line. So on the 382 retracement level, uh, looking for that 0.5 next at 23,500, then ultimately the last line of defense at that 702 at 20,000. The probabilities are pretty good that it's gonna check that 20,000 level. It may not, but right now in the current, Situation without an ETF approval, and especially if ETFs get punted into next year, if Grayscale loses their uh, lawsuit, you could definitely see a retracement back to that 702 level of 20k. Then that will be the you know, the big line of defense there. If we get you know some sort of positive guidance on Bitcoin ETF spot ETFs, and Grayscale wins their case, you might see a nice little pop and get back up here and start testing that uh, 317 previous uh, range level there if it can break that then you're back up to the 40 you know $40,000 range to kind of test that. One of the things we want to look at is the moving averages on Bitcoin right now as far as the daily moving averages, it has lost all of the daily moving averages, the 50, the 100, the 200, we got the 50 about to cross the 100 here. Um and you know the last time that happened, big sell offs when the 50 crosses the 100. So again, this is a lagging indicator but still it kind of reflects What's going on right now? That's a big one. And then, of course, lost the 200-week moving average, which is the big um, support for Bitcoin historically. That's been the the major support for Bitcoin. Lost it here back in June, July, August of 2022. Did not, uh, was not able to recover. Broke above here, found support on June of this year, and now has lost support. So will it bounce back up and be able to maintain that support currently running at about 27395. So that 200 week moving average is a big one to watch for Bitcoin, Ethereum kind of doing the same thing, hanging on. If you put the moving averages on there, broke the trend, found support on the 200 week right now. And as far as the daily goes, still below all daily moving averages again getting ready to get have that 50 100 cross happening. And we've seen when the 50 crosses the 100 that's usually off of a off of a little drop there. So Uh, market's kind of hanging in there let's take a look at nvidia real quick we'll pull that one up and uh where is nvidia here we go so let's take a look at nvidia let's take the moving averages off Nvidia's you know finding support on the 50-day right now but ranging in this area here putting in that double top pretty much on the dollar and um retracting a little bit moving back up so we'll have to see if nvidia can maintain this level here. And if they can maintain earnings moving forward, um, it's gonna be difficult for them to maintain earnings because you know, once you produce, mass produce these uh, chips for the GPUs and things, there's only so many of them that are needed. There's been a big frenzy, a lot of front loading, a lot of buying in advance. The question is how big of a demand will they be moving forward? And then will the other chip makers catch up and start competing and filling in the gaps in the space? You have a gap right here, back back from May of 23, uh, May of this year. So look for that gap to get filled at some point. Gaps like to be filled, which is down to 315. That'll be a major support area critical for NVIDIA, which is just below the previous all-time high. So uh, lots to watch for NVIDIA, basically keeping the market uh, pumping right now, a lot of positivity. So interesting time in the market to have yields where they are to have stocks doing what they're doing and all of the other things but keep an eye on Jerome Powell tomorrow we will have a really good indication of what the Fed is going to potentially do in September what kind of guidance they're going to provide and of course they're going to say data dependent um you know they still need to get inflation down to that 2% target uh, and things like that but it'll be interesting to see if he comes out firm against the markets or if he's happy with where the markets are because it kind of leads into that soft landing narrative that the consensus seems to be. One of the that we want to take a look at is the, uh, we want to take a look at Fed funds rate. Here's a historical chart of the Fed funds rate. And typically, you know, rates are, you know, where we're at now in that 5% range historically uh, has been prior to 2003, 2004. So back here in 2000, you know, in the eighties, 90s, you know, rates in the fives were not bad because we've seen spikes up into the 15% range back in the 70s. But since that time frame, you had 1989 rates were in that, um, you know, nine, 10% range. I bought my first house in 1990. Interest rates were about 9% on mortgages. Um, the Fed funds has not fallen much below 3% historically over the last 20 years plus until 2000, when we had the dot-com bust, rates uh, dropped all the way down to 1%. The real estate market started really heating up there in that time because interest rates, uh, rates drive the market, as does supply and demand. But rates and the availability of credit are the two biggest drivers of of real estate values and demand. Uh, As we saw in 04-05, that was the peak of the housing market. Rates started jumping up to that 5% range. Five and a quarter, that's what broke the housing market 2008, 2009. Rates fell off a cliff and basically stayed flat in the zero range from 2010, basically through uh, effective rate, got up to almost 2% in 2018, 2019, but basically from 2009, 10, and that's when QE started and all that through basically the 2015, 2016 timeframe, 2017 and 18, Powell tried to raise rates. The markets sold off and uh, rates again after 2020 stayed down below that zero range. So this is the first time that rates have elevated like this since coming off that 2010 to 2015, 16 timeframe. And we all know what the markets did during that timeframe. If we just go back and take a look at the S&P during that timeframe, let's go on the weekly here and you can see the results. So here's the bottom in 2010, the markets were just off to the races with low interest rates and QE until Powell tried to correct the rate path. Markets sold off rates dropped again off to the races uh, or here's 2018, 2017, 2018, right here, where he tried to raise rates. So basically this whole area here from 2020 up to 2018, when Powell tried to um, raise rates and Markets sold off, then we went into the pandemic because you know he immediately cut rates. Markets were off to the races again. Pandemic was just a temporary stop. But if, if you take this out of the equation, markets would have just ran all the way up to the peak until raising rates again. This was the effect of the initial interest rates. Rates have uh, doubled since then, uh, Fed funds rate, and the markets are ignoring it and just continuing to rip. So very interesting times in terms of the historical Fed funds rate, what the market's response to it is, Uh, but Powell has been very dovish during that whole time. So the consensus now is we've had our correction. Markets are going to go back to all-time highs. We're looking at a soft landing. We're going to avoid recession. So that's the consensus in the market. That's not my opinion. That's the consensus. A lot of banks, a lot of fund managers, a lot of analysts, a lot of economists are all speaking the narrative. The same thing happened back in 08-09, the same narrative, same interest rate levels, things like that. So Will this time be any different? Is the you know will will the economy be able to absorb these rates and continue to move forward and and you know generate that soft landing? All we can do is wait and see, but we're going to understand a lot more as the year plays out uh, with the rest of Q3 and Q4. And uh, again, we'll have to see what Jerome Powell says tomorrow and what that guidance looks like. Uh, until then, I will see you on the next video.